Welcome to Taste Notes. It is so good to be with you this weekend. We are continuing a series called When Life Gives You Lemons. Sometimes bad things happen to good people, and we should know what to do in those moments. And uh, the thing I want to talk to you about this week that I believe that we can be doing whenever life gives us lemons is actually have what we're calling today uncommon friendship. This is what we do. We, we lean in. We don't step back. When times are difficult, it is an opportunity for us to step up for those around us. Um, the reality for most of us is we, we've got different levels of relationships. We've got our outer circle relationships. These are probably our Facebook friends. Uh, these are the people that we just kind of wave to on the Internet. Maybe these are the people you went to high school with. Then there's those mid-level relationships. These are the people that you're probably stuck in a group text with that you can't get out of. Uh, these are the people, maybe they're on your favorites. These are the people you would speak to at least on a monthly rotation. I've got this friend that if you don't call him in a 90-day season, he deletes you from his phone. I'm like, bro, you didn't put me, I'm not even on the outer circle. I, I'm out your phone because I didn't call you in a 90-day period. Those, those are, those are mid-level relationships if, if you're calling them frequently, you're texting them frequently. And then there's those, well, inner circle relationships. I mean, these are, you know, our two to three Best friends, I'm, I wonder how many people are watching this message that you don't have any. You don't have any inner circle relationships. And the reason that a lot of us don't have that many inner circle relationships is because it's, it's hard to get in our inner circle. It takes years to build trust. It takes a moment to lose it. I mean, think about all of the hoops we have to jump through for someone to be in our inner circle for us to really call them our true friend some of our friendship rules are, are this uh, remember my birthday uh, you ever been on the phone with a friend on your birthday you talk to them for an hour and they didn't wish you a happy birthday the whole the whole phone call you're like uh-huh uh-huh he's about to do it no okay he missed it again all right all right all right all right they talk to you for an hour and then they see it on facebook at like 11 p.m and they're like dude my bad dude it's your birthday oh my gosh like like this is a rule you cannot forget my birthday the second friendship rule a lot of us live by is well you got to follow me you ever heard somebody say i know you saw my post you're like i ain't seen nothing dude like i was living my life i got a job like i don't my job is not to watch you live okay i actually have a real job but sometimes like that, that's the friendship rule. Another friendship rule a lot of us live by is respond to my text messages promptly. I had a guy text me today, and uh, his last text message to me was a voice memo from August 19th of 2019 that I hadn't listened to. I'm like, I haven't responded to this man in a year and a half. There is no way he thinks we're friends. Like, I feel so, so bad. But sometimes we text somebody and we just be looking like, man, maybe they ain't get it yet. They sleep. Okay, they, they took a nap. They, they must be out of the shower by now. And we've got these rules of like, you need to respond to me. I heard this rule growing up more than anything. Hey, you're, we're ride or die. We're ride or die. And I'm just kind of like, listen. I don't know about that one. Like, why, why is it or die? How come it can't be ride or Chipotle or ride or movie or, you know, like how ride or go to the mall? Like, why, why is it that it, this, we got to be in a dangerous situation for me to prove my friendship to you? And the one most of us live with is 
is well, you got to agree with me, right? You gotta, you gotta think like me. You you gotta post like me. You you gotta vote like me. You gotta see the world the way I see the world. There's no way that we could be friends, ladies and gentlemen. Today. I want to talk to you about a word that we find in the book of Ruth. This entire series, we've been studying the story, the amazing story of some very ordinary people who had a great impact because they had this thing in common. And it's this word in Hebrew called hesed. Hesed. Hesed is a, a, a level of friendship where there is a loyalty that is beyond conditions. The definition when you study the word out is selfless loyalty to another person where you are willing to go way beyond the norm to benefit someone else without limit or condition. This is the type of godly relationship, the type of godly friendship that you and I should exhibit for the people in our world. To give us a recap on on what has happened in the book of Ruth, uh, we've got a married couple, Elimelech and Naomi, along with their children, uh, Malone and Kilion, moved to Moab. This is a foreign city. They were originally from Bethlehem. He, the husband dies, and their sons marry Moabite women. One name, Orpah, not Oprah, okay, Orpah, don't get that wrong, and another name, Ruth. Ten years later, the sons pass away, and then we're left with Naomi and two daughters-in-law. So we got these three women in the story, and the mother-in-law is in a foreign land. The daughter-in-laws are in their homeland. And Ruth uh, is one of the daughter-in-laws, and Naomi is going, hey, daughter-in-laws, this is what I want you to do. I appreciate what you've done with me thus far. You've stuck with me. We've been through a lot. We've all have this in common. We've got some pain in common. We've all lost our husbands. Way too soon. So, hey, let's let bygones be bygones. We see this in Ruth chapter 1, verse 8. She says, go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show Hesed to you as you have shown Hesed to your dead and to me. Uh, Naomi is releasing her daughter-in-laws from any obligation. They've already shown some Hesed. They've already shown some kindness. They've already shown some loyalty. They, they've, they've done what is necessary to exhibit some said in their relationship. But then Ruth 1 verse 14 says, Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. She said, a good, all right, bye, see you later. But Ruth clung to her. Um, the, the reality is in this culture, way more than even in our culture, there was always this idea of what are my chances of getting remarried? And for Ruth, the chances of her getting remarried would be nearly impossible going to a foreign land. So Orpah's like, all right, bye, I'm going to stay right here, okay, because like, my chances are better at home. But not Ruth. Ruth's like, mm-mm-mm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to stick with you today. I want to talk to you about three uncommon friendship rules to live by. And the first one is this. Number one, ask yourself what's normal and simply go beyond that. What's normal and simply 
Go beyond that. Think about it like this. What do normal friends do for their friends on birthdays? They send them a text. Maybe send them a video telling them how much they mean to you. Normal friends split the check. Why don't you pick up the tab? Say, this one's on me. Normal church friends, what, this is the phrase we use a lot. Oh, I'll be praying for you. I'll be praying for you. 50% of us forget. Okay, we get home, we, we cook, and we didn't, we didn't move on in life. But it felt good in the moment. Go beyond the norm. Pray for them in the moment. They tell you something? In that moment, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my friend. Would you bring peace to their home right now? You know what else is normal in friendships? We use this phrase whenever someone experiences crisis. We use this phrase. Let me know if you need anything. Let me know if you need anything. Let me know if you need anything. Let me ask us this question. How many times have they let us know? Let's go beyond the norm, ladies and gentlemen. We should go, what would we need or want if we were in their situation and then err on the side of generosity? I had a friend who was going through a crisis the other day. And I said, hey, hey man, what, 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 what can I do for you? He's like, man, I, I don't know. I said, okay, cool. I just showed up at his house. I just showed up. Why? Because if I was going through what he was going through, I would just want my friends just to show up. Do you know how much vulnerability it takes to tell somebody what you actually need, especially when you're embarrassed that you're in the crisis in the first place? What do you do when um, you've used your emergency fund and you had another emergency on top of your first emergency and you've got friends that are going, hey, let me know if you need anything. You're like, I wish I could tell you. I'm just too embarrassed to do so. No, I think you and I should walk in Hesed. I think you and I should be like Ruth and cling to some of our friends to be able to go, you know what? I'm with you. I got you. Uh, th- that word cling um, in original Hebrew was the same word used in Genesis around marriage. It was this idea of like, I'm with you. I'm not going anywhere. I got you. Imagine what it would look like for you and me to ask ourselves, what's the norm? What do normal neighbors do? Drive, wave, hey. Let's keep going. What would it look like for us to pull over? What would it look like for us to go above and beyond. Imagine what our lives would look like. During crisis, during tough times, if we decided, hey, like Ruth, we're going to go above and beyond what is normal. The story continues in verse 16. It says, but Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God my God, I want you to see the journey that Naomi has made and now the journey that Ruth is about to make. Uh, Naomi and her family originally make the journey this way. And now Naomi and Ruth are coming back this way to the other side. The second thing, that, the rule that I think we should live by if we're going to have uncommon friendship is number two. We have to be willing to do life on somebody else's turf. We have to be willing to do life on their turf. 
You see, it says this in verse 22. It says, so Naomi returned from Moab accompanied by Ruth, the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was just beginning. Ruth's going, I'm going to do life where you do life, even if it means it's uncomfortable for me. Here's what happens when we do life on somebody else's turf. We get great understanding and empathy for where they are. Because here's what I know about you, and here's what I know about me. The problems where they're furthest from seem like the easiest ones to fix. When we're distant from it, when it's that thing over there, when it's that thing we saw on the news, you and I are kings and queens of using this statement. Why don't they just... I mean, I mean, how, how many of us have had conversations about COVID-19? I mean, why don't they just, why don't the schools just, why doesn't the government just, why don't the police just? I mean, we're looking at the Capitol riots and we all got great ideas of what everybody should have done, right? Like, why don't they just? I had so many friends that don't live in Texas that over the past two weeks have just been like, why don't you guys just put down some salt? Like, why don't they just, like, why y'all crying about a little snow? We get snow all the time in Chicago and Minnesota. What are you talking about? Why don't they just take some power from those people and give it to those people? You know, I bet the rich people, I bet they got power over there. I'm like, listen, it snowed on the just and the unjust, okay? This is not a rich, like, isn't it amazing how in just two weeks rich used to be a lot of money in the bank, big house, Nice car. And it transitioned to, you got hot water? Oh, you ballin'. <laughs> like, wait, 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 wait. You got, like, your light switches work? Oh, man, you got it made. It's amazing how things change. But if you had a friend in Texas, you're not making why don't they just statements. You want to know who... Some areas where you and I need to move closer to in the area of diversity and inclusion. We should move closer to people that don't look like us. We should do everything in our power to get some proximity to issues that face people that don't look like us. Because, you see, when you're not close to somebody that doesn't look like you, It's easy to sit over in the corner and go, well, why don't they just? Why don't they just? I mean, like, I mean, if they would just just we got great ideas from a distance. But when you're close to somebody that has not had power in their house or running water for 10 days, it's different than something that you see on an Instagram post. It's real. It's tangible. Me and my wife got connected with the family over this past weekend that now their son has asthma and due to the flooding that's happening in their apartments, they just, again, in our neighborhood, we live behind Target, so I don't know if that has something to do with it, like they didn't want to cut off Target's lights, I, I, I don't know. But again, in light of the proximity that we have to people who did not have power, who did not have water it it changes the narratives than what you're simply watching on the news or just seeing 
online. You see, I, I often get an opportunity to teach on diversity, equity, and inclusion in, in different organizations. And it's funny. The way the relationship starts is, Ryan, can you help us with some of our language on our website? Can you help us come up with some campaigns? Can you help us come up with some marketing that helps us, well, look a little bit more diverse and inclusive? But I'm going, here's the deal. If, if you do the campaigns, it won't change your heart. You, you'll remain the same. Your website simply sounds better. You might be a little bit more politically correct, but you're the same person that built the first website. And so when the feedback I get is I go, then what should we do to change our hearts? Oh, it's simple. Friendship. Who are you sitting with? Who are you going to lunch with that's different than you? And I know what some of you think right now. Like, all right, man, I, I'm with that. But where in the world, how in the world am I just supposed to find these people that don't look like me? Am I just find them at lunch? Am I just supposed to go on the street corner with a sign? Like, how, how can this work? I'm glad you asked. This is what I want you to do. I want you to go to chaseoaks.org slash unity table. And, and here's what this community has been committed to doing for months now. Is having people over to our house and invite. And we, we've given practical tools and resources on the website to say, hey, these are the conversations we want you to have. This is how you invite a friend and say, hey, we're going to go to lunch. We're going here. Here's a set of questions. Here's some games. Here's some icebreakers. And when we all do this, we move we move closer to someone that has a different perspective than we do. Here's the number one question I think we should ask someone who's different than us. And it's this. What's it like to be you? What's life like on your turf? What, what's, this is how we have uncommon friendship, ladies and gentlemen, is when we're willing to go places other people aren't, when we're willing to do life on somebody else's turf. You ever have that friend, you can only do lunch at their house, but they never come to yours? We want to be people like Ruth that says, hey, you know what? If we're going to show uncommon friendship in times of difficulty, I'm going to have to do some things that might actually make me feel uncomfortable. And I love how the story continues in Ruth chapter 2, verse 11, where we see this has said, played out a little bit more. It says, it says, I've been told all about you and what you've done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother in your homeland and came to live with the people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Now, this is Ruth's uh, new boo, okay? His name is Boaz, okay? So Boaz is like, hey, I've heard about you. And then what happens a couple of verses later, uh, Naomi is talking to Boaz. She says, then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one whose place she had been working. And so now Boaz has heard about Ruth, and now Ruth is telling a story about Boaz. And so the, the third thing, the third rule that I think we should live by to have uncommon friendship is this. Choose your friends wisely when you can. Most of us don't have a website where they can just click on and say, here's awesomefriends.com. Like, that's not, that's not a thing, you know. 
So you choose, choose your friends wisely is good advice when you have the ability to do so. But let me tell you what each and every one of us has an ability to do right now. We can choose to be the friend others should choose. I mean, all of us are kind of going, are you a bad influence on me? Rarely do we ask, am I a bad influence on them? And that's the question we should be asking if we want to have uncommon friendship. Am I good for them? Am I a person they should choose? Because when you make the choice to be the friend others should choose, you'll consistently give friends a story worth telling. I mean, we all want people to tell us tell great stories about us. But... For people to do that, they're going to have to be true stories, which means we're going to have to show a little bit of said. We're going to have to have a little bit of uncommon friendship. I had a friend, uh, man, over the last week, he, he unfortunately found, uh, found his brother dead on the floor. And it was... Uh, It was terrible. It was a rough, rough couple of days. And I, I know I'm up here. I'm saying stuff all the time. I know I study the Bible. I I like talking in front of people. But there are moments in life where you just don't have words and you're not supposed to. You're just supposed to be there. And I sat with my friend for a couple of hours and just tried to make sense of what to do when life gives you lemons at a whole nother proportion. And about two, two and a half hours into our conversation, I said three words. Three words that I... It it was all I had. And it was simply this. Ride the waves. I said, man, there's going to be some waves of emotion. Ride the waves. Don't let anybody else tell you how to grieve. No rules right now. You just lost a brother. It's different than when I lost my dad. Ride the waves. Hey, if you want to cry, you call me. I'll ride the waves. If you want to laugh at some memes, send them my way. I will laugh with you got to ride the waves together. That's all I got. Ride the waves. Just a little bit of said. Just someone that you're doing life with that says, hey, sometimes life gives you lemons. We'll make lemonade together. And sometimes it's really sour. That's why I think it's so important to be a part of a small group. Somebody that you can ride the waves with. In summary, our uncommon friendship rules to live by. Number one, ask yourself what's normal and simply go beyond that. What's normal? Imagine if, imagine if that became your family motto. Beyond normal. What's normal? Hey, we're going to go above and beyond. Number two, be willing to do life on their turf. You want to exhibit uncommon friendship? You want to exhibit a little bit of a set, a God type of loyalty? Be willing to do life on somebody else's turf. And number three, Choose your friends wisely when you can. 
But we should also choose to be the friend. Others should choose. That's what I think we should do when life gives us limits. In the next few moments, I'm going to give us an opportunity to respond to today's message. We're going to sing a couple of worship songs together, and I pray that you you join us as we do that. God, I thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to teach out out of your word, out of an ancient story that teaches us what to do when life gives us limits. God, I pray that, number one, you would help us go above and beyond for the people in our world. I pray, God, that we would use our intuition. God, I pray that we would ask ourselves what's normal and that we would go above and beyond that. That we wouldn't just tell our friends to let us know. No, Lord, would we just err on the side of generosity? And show uncommon friendship during the toughest of times. Secondly, Lord, I I pray that you would give us the courage to do life on somebody else's turf. And thirdly, Lord, I pray that you would help us be the friend that others should want to be around. That that, that, That we would be somebody else's wise decision. May this be the thing that we do. When life gives us limits. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said. Amen. Amen.